Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, with my fabulous co-host over in Philly. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So we've talked about in the last couple of episodes kind of where we are at taking a proactive um, approach to basically taking care of our physical and mental well-being during this time of a shelter in place with the COVID-19 pandemic. And today we wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about uh, emotional eating because Mm -hmm. we had addressed, you know, this is something that is a typical response uh, to a stressful situation. And this is a time unlike any other that we've experienced. And so there are going to be different ways of dealing with stress and different life situations that have caused, um, you know, a disruption in our daily practices and routines. And for some of us, that can mean turning to uh, emotional eating. And so we just want to always start with the fact that we are, you know, we're working within our scope of practice, so we are in no way yeah. trying to, you know, recommend that people follow specific things if they have um, truly like an eating disorder or if they are in need of professional help. These are just really just strategies that um, we kind of want to talk about that are within either our personal experiences or mm-hmm. some techniques and strategies that you can try on your own. Um, before, you know, seeking medical or professional help. So, Chris, uh-huh. I know that you have experienced this type of, um, as as I have as well. Um, so yeah. I'm definitely um, very familiar with, you know, the differences between like binge eating and emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share with our listeners some of um, the things that you've gone through with your personal experiences um, when it comes to emotional eating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can definitely remember a couple years back, um, and I was just in like a place emotionally that was probably not the best, um, and struggled a lot with depression. And so I knew that a lot of my behaviors were rooted in that, um, and some underlying issues that were kind of going on in my life. But um, I just remember there being situations where I would, um, it was often when I was like alone at home, um, and kind of feeling like down to myself that I would have almost like an instantaneous trigger where I would feel like I needed to eat. And I would always like gravitate towards my favorite foods. But then it got to a point where I would consume those and then still feel like I just needed to continue to consume um, more and more. And it was often in an attempt to relieve whatever I was experiencing emotionally. And so these, this, you know, would happen on a regular basis and it would kind of, it kind of became a cycle and it was really hard for me to kind of detach from that. Cause like I said, it would always feel like it was an instantaneous, like, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, and our, you know, foods can also be really great in uh, giving us a dopamine response when we want to feel better And so I would kind of always like go towards the cabinet or the fridge and consume things that I 
felt would kind of like lift me up or make me feel better. So it wasn't in an attempt that I was hungry. It wasn't that I had been dieting. It was more or less in um, a release of something emotionally that I was going through. And I remember getting to a specific point where, um, I, you know, I had just eaten a ton of food and it was not even things that I was really excited about. I just felt like I had to keep eating and I got really like, like, an, not like annoyed with myself, but I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think that I want to do this anymore. And this was not really helping me. And so I wanted to remember what, how uncomfortable I felt after the fact that I had eaten so much um, and how it had not really helped me feel emotionally better. Um, and so I, because prior to overeating, or emotional eating, um, again, it was just like an instinct. And so I did not think about like how I felt in the aftermath of it. But while I was in that moment of like, okay, I had just like completed this behavior. I was feeling like really gross and disappointed in myself. I wanted to remember exactly how that felt so that it would be a deterrent for the next time that I felt that trigger to go to the cabinet and eat emotionally to make myself feel better. So I actually sat down right there and wrote myself a letter uh, in my own words so that I had something that was specific to me. Um, and I wrote down exactly how I felt in that moment. And I wrote down uh, exactly how this had not helped me and this was not benefiting uh any type of health or progress or healing in my life. And so it kind of just like outlined everything that I knew once I had kind of like snapped out of that um, emotional eating period. So I wrote all of that down and I kept it so that I would have something tangible that I could go back to and look at and remind myself once, you know, I had experienced that food trigger again and it actually really did help because it was, it wasn't like I had something that I had, I was trying to remember or I was trying to convince myself because sometimes that excess energy of trying to convince yourself not to do it when you just have this immediate urge, like it can be overpowering, like that urge can be overpowering. So to have something like right in front of me, almost like an accountability person uh, was actually really helpful. And I kept it for several years just in case. And um, it was just like a simple strategy that kind of helped give me uh, a clear perspective when I was in a situation where I felt like my judgment, judgment maybe had been uh, clouded by how I was feeling emotionally. So that's one strategy that you can utilize if you find that that might help you. Yeah. And if we were to give like the five tips for curbing your emotional eating, I would say that you just hit basically number one where you become aware of your feelings and you yeah. let them yourself feel them away from food so you were yeah. reading the letter before you went into the kitchen or whatever it was and yeah. just reflected on how you feel and mm -hmm. uh, whether or not that was leading you to crave food in an undesirable way so some questions that you as listeners can ask yourself is how are you feeling when do you mm -hmm. feel the most stressed? What is most worrisome to you about your life today? And how are your feelings affecting you and your experience 
of your life right now. So just kind of becoming aware of, because sometimes you can almost have like this, it's like people have referred to it as like almost like a blackout moment. And if you can kind of separate yourself from that, I know it's hard right now because, um, you know, we're finding ourselves so accessible to a kitchen um, when we're inside, especially if it's bad weather, it's hard to just go on a walk. So, um, yeah, like you said, you can write yourself a letter. You can uh, maybe journal and take time to kind of assess and um, and recognize that. And so then number two would be just to recognize your triggers um, for your emotionally based eating. And so when we can become clear about when we will be the most likely to eat more or less, um, then you can just kind of try to address that situation. So for some people right now, I, I've heard a lot that it's the triggers come at night, typically, mm-hmm. like when they're watching a show, they are staying up later than what they normally would. And um, it's kind of like that um, response system where you want to have snacks at night. <laughs> um yeah. Do you can you think of anything like that um, as far as like the triggers that we can kind of address and think about like how that's affecting us internally and how we can mm-hmm. kind of combat that in our current situation? Yeah, well, I think you are like spot on with nighttime. I think nighttime is every like the number one culprit for a lot of people. Um, Because I'll hear over and over, you know, I did really good through the morning and the beginning of the day and then night came and it just like all fell apart. Um, And so I think just being really aware of like, you know, if fatigue is a trigger for you, you know, you're really tired at the end of the day. And like, I know you've said this before, Amy, like your willpower may be a little bit weaker because you've constantly made choices all day. Um, Or a lot of people look at the evening time as their time to relax and de-stress because they've been, you know, hustling all day. And so, like, again, food can be relaxing um, or like a stress relief. So I think really paying attention to what specifically you are feeling. Like, if you're feeling tired, then you may need to, like, pay attention more to your sleep schedule. Or if you're feeling stressed, um, looking at other you know, de-stressing activities, uh, like, like Amy, I know you've said this before too, like getting in the bathtub, you are not in your refrigerator and you are like stuck there. <laughs> so, and you're dealing with that, with stress in that situation. Um, so I think, yeah, looking at what types of, what types of scenarios or situations kind of cultivate that, um, that feeling and then taking note of that so that you can, come up with strategies to work around it I think are like really beneficial yeah and I know that kind of something that I think that will help a lot of people is their schedules the routine okay so some people aren't used to being at home so much and so just kind of breaking up meals throughout the day if you're not somebody that eats six times a day I would highly recommend that and have like set eating times so that you're spacing them out if you have the ability to sleep a little bit longer um, and push your meals back I think that's another good strategy Um, yeah a lot of my clients have found that you know they're in that red zone at night where they're just exhausted and if Mm -hmm. they 
start their first meal, their breakfast, a little bit later, get a little bit more sleep, and then kind of eat a little bit later than what they normally would, um, mm-hmm. they can kind of mitigate that. And I know something for me personally, because um, I am such a like sweet tooth person and I really enjoy ice cream. I yeah. I eat six meals, but I almost have like, I kind of like macro bank um, a good amount of like protein powder and like cashew milk so I can have, I can have right now, I can fit into my macros, two and a half protein ice creams after my dinner. And I just need that. Like I need to have something sweet to end my day. Um, and although yeah. I'm keeping my meals spaced out through throughout the day, that six meal is really a big meal for me. It's like having yeah. my dinner, um, a full meal and then also like dessert. And that's yeah. really helped me. Um, but if you can kind of be conscious about what you're eating and just avoiding triggers whenever possible, I think that that can be extremely helpful, um, as well. Yeah. And I, Oh, I wanted to add something too, that you mentioned about like us not having schedules and recommending this, you know, like eating more frequently. Um, you know, like I've had people say that that's been frustrating to them as well, kind of not having structure, but your meals can actually be the backbone of a schedule for your day. And so like, I've had people like, Oh, I forgot to eat because I am not, you know, like at work and I'm used to eating at such and such time, like setting timer, setting timers on your phone to eat at specific times, like you mentioned, Amy can actually help set, um, a set schedule for your daily routine and kind of give you something to, uh, like gain some traction and maybe like organizing your day a little bit better. Um, and I agree. I think like making sure that you are eating frequently, um, and not getting to the point of like being starving will also help with, uh, mitigating a lot of emotional eating. Yeah. And just planning your meals. So that was one of the things that we put as part of the positive vibes challenge, which we're just at the tail end of it here, um, with two days left in April. But one of the things that we, we put as part of that positive vibes challenge was to take a screenshot of your, my fitness pal the day before so that you've have you have that plan in place. Like, you know, exactly what you're eating. Um, and just, any kind of like meal prep in advance. We've been encouraging competitors to post that because we want you to be prepared and ready um, so that if things get a little bit stressful, like maybe, you know, you're having a hard time sharing space with your spouse and you've gotten an, an argument, at least you know that like you have a plan for your meals, you have your meals cooked. So if you're stressed, then maybe you can replace, you know, that emotional experience with doing something else like proactive, um, like a walk in nature or some meditation. Mm-hmm. If you can't actually leave the house, you know, the meditation is probably a good idea if it's bad weather outside, but kind of disconnecting yourself from, from that, um, that feeling of emotion and, uh, disconnecting yourself from using food as that coping mechanism. Um, some other Absolutely. things that I think are important is just, getting social support and um, making sure that because we are so isolated from our communities and our social networks right now, we are such highly social beings and it's so important um, that we stay connected with friends and family. Um, So avoiding just watching the news um, 
or even like filtering your social media. Um, yeah. So that you're, you know, if you need to, um, you know, get yourself off and log out of a certain social app that's feeding negativity constantly to you, or you feel like that anxiety to check into a certain thing that's giving negative signals to you. I think it's really important to avoid that and limiting your exposure to news, um, especially if that if you're somebody that gets triggered emotionally from from hearing like different news stories and things that are yeah. happening, and maybe instead replacing that with connecting um, with somebody that is a good support to you that can help you in your life get through this, or maybe even just reaching out to somebody that you think may need help. Sometimes it just makes us feel better if we're reaching out to those people, like maybe I haven't talked to this person and I wonder how they're doing um, to handle this situation. So um, being proactive about, you know, reaching out to others and helping them um, might actually help you um, in the long term with emotional eating. So, yeah. okay. So the, I'm just <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I like I was like, nodding my head and agreeing with everything you were <laughs> You're like, this isn't a video. Okay. This is amazing. <laughs> so um, Zoom obviously has been very popular recently. Um, and it's so funny because I think a lot of times we, you know, in the past, like you kind of like want to disconnect from some things yeah. because you're overstimulated. But right now it's like important to be intentional about scheduling those times um like facetimes with your family and things yeah. like that um i've known like a lot of people will do like family zoom calls or um they'll have like certain little activities um kind of like social gatherings online um i know my son actually has like a standing phone call with his friends every like friday night at a certain time so that they can oh my catch gosh. Um, <laughs> so That's i don't adorable. know ideas like that are good um, and just giving yourself some grace, I think, um, you know, starting fresh that each moment of each day that, you know, you may have some ups and downs. I know I have like throughout this whole thing, mm -hmm. it's definitely an, every day is different. You know, you're kind of dealing with um, some extreme highs and some extreme lows and um, most of the times lows, you know, so you have to just make sure that you're allowing yourself grace and that you're not beating yourself up about anything that you've done and um, just encourage yourself to live in the moment and make sure that you're taking care of yourself um, so that you're able to positively, proactively take care of yourself um, and doing things for yourself. And so again, I keep bringing up the positive vibes challenge, but things like foam rolling, um, yoga, mm -hmm. things like that, like implementing those and scheduling those into your day so that you can you can feel more at ease and really take care of yourself um, during this time. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the, um, so that's kind of like some tips that the five tips that we had for curbing emotional eating. Um, there's definitely some other things that we can kind of do in, in regards to expanding our coping strategies. Um, we, as far as this goes, like if you are still feeling like after implementing these self-care strategies, uh, 
you know, talking with your coach, if you have an online coach and working through some, some basically uh, ways to kind of target some of these triggers or um, to kind of proactively take care of yourself. If you still feel like you're really struggling with this, it's okay Mm -hmm. to seek professional guidance, especially right now. I think, um, you know, any of us that have some sort of like anxiety, depression, like that's going to be exacerbated in this time, but even somebody with sound mental health, it's going to be a huge challenge. And so there's nothing wrong with talking to a professional. And the good news is that, um, a lot of the therapy, teletherapy has been, I think such an amazing thing that we have, um, access to that technology so that you are able to have, even if you are seeing a therapist face to face, most of them have switched to online sessions so you can still, you know, stay on track with them and get weekly therapy and counseling um, and just talking to a professional to give you mm-hmm. those tools. Uh, there's also a lot of free, like, online um, phone-based resources, um, like the National Eating Disorder Association. Um, they have, like, a series of Facebook Live videos that can help. Um, but I just, I think that in these times, it's, these things are going to rear their heads like a little bit more pronounced um, and relapse situations are going to happen. So not only celebrating your wins, um, because we've talked about that in the positive vibes challenge, we want you to Mm -hmm. celebrate wins, but failure is going to happen at some point. It's just, it it is, this is a tough time. It's difficult. So even if you can just kind of look at it as celebrating, like being a little bit better, like maybe I had a blowout of binge eating all day And then the next day I just, you know, like had a couple extra bites at a meal or just celebrating like those improvements. Maybe you had five binges and you've narrowed it down to like three. Um, And just kind of acknowledging that you're getting better, I think, is important. So it may not necessarily be perfect, but just that acceptance and celebration of improvement. Yeah, absolutely. And I can definitely say that, um, you know, I've had to utilize therapy on different occasions. So sometimes it's not, um, you know, you go to therapy and, you know, you work through some issues and then you're fine forever. Uh, Like you said, there are situations that can cause relapses and, you know, there's no shame in needing to go back. Um, So I know that sometimes having somebody on the outside kind of view what's happening to me where I may not be able to connect dots or understand like why I may feel out of control um, or somebody to maybe like help uncover some underlying issues that I failed to see because I buried them as, as like a protection protection mechanism. Um, you know, there are professionals for a reason and they're there to help. So yeah, I think that's a strong message to say that there is no shame in you know, needing that resource. Um, And sometimes it's one of the best steps that you can take, especially if you're getting frustrated with progression, um, you know, as a competitor and you're feeling like I am just like stuck in this cycle and I cannot break it. Um, Somebody who has the tools to be able to help um, like break you out of that, who, you know, it's within their scope of practice. Um, sometimes it's the best thing that you can do as far as like care and to help you progress further in the things that you want to accomplish. So, 
uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's a great thing. Um, and I, I recommend it to people where I feel like there's just things that I can't, um, I can't help from my own toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. And something else to know, and I think that this is very prevalent with prep lifers and the, I've noticed that I've done this in the past, um, before I kind of <laughs> learned to change my ways, um, and have thought of different strategies. Uh, but in the past, I, some failures that I've experienced is that I would try to overcompensate for yeah. if I'd have a binge, I would completely restrict my diet. Um, or I would completely over exercise as like a way to purge, um, that mm -hmm. decision that maybe didn't give me the best energy. Um, so I encourage you all to not to just resist that urge to overcompensate. Um, if I have a competitor that goes through a binge, I actually will encourage them to, first of all, sometimes I actually increase their calories back to maintenance just, um, mm -hmm. so that they are feeling satiated, but I'll also just give them like a free meal, um, like an untracked meal. I don't like to say the word cheat because that implies something negative, but I'll right. give them just like, you know, 500 or an 800 calorie budget, depending on where their maintenance calories are. And I'll just say, you know, this is a free meal. I want you to have it um, in place of your last meal of the day. And I want you, the only thing that I want you to do is just have, just have like 20 grams of protein with this, but I want this to be whatever you want. And I want you to do it as meal six so that you've had, you know, five meals and just use it as like a food freedom type of thing so that, um, and what I've noticed is when I, when I do that, when I implement one or two of those a week, um, the binging starts to either subside, um, or at least decreases quite a bit hmm. because there's not that like last supper mentality where yeah. they're either black or they're white. You know, it's more of like a gray area. Like these foods aren't going away. I can have this, um, but I'm going to do it in a planned manner. Um, and I also suggest like if you're going to do those highly palatable foods, you know, get carry out or um, do like a special like <laughs> um, I took my kids. We took a bike ride to Sonic. Um, I got like a Diet Coke or whatever, but um because I'm <laughs> being strict with my macros right now, but, um, but you know, my kids got like an ice cream and they were like, man, this is, um, you know, like a nice treat to just be able to like kind of go every once in a while rather than just having ice cream in the house and like, you know, eating it every day. Um, so make it special. A lot of poor, um, I guess I, I hate to say poor, I guess, um, like a bad relationship with food. Um, they tend to happen in isolation. I know for me, like I would yes. hide and not be around other people. So, um, you know, enjoy that, that ice cream. If, um, you know, if it's part of your free meal and, um, celebrate it with family and, um, you know, we just like walked around the park and they ate their ice cream. And, um, I just think it's a good way to kind of have like that healthy relationship. So it's like a special treat, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Are, do you have any thoughts on the overcompensation thing? I kind of went on tangent about ice cream. <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. Ice cream. Um, no, that's a big. That's a big one. I'm, I know that was like my like trying to undo my like bad behaviors 
previously, I'd be like, oh, I'll just do extra cardio or I'll just like not eat breakfast and lunch. Uh, but I, I know that it's kind of you like at that point, you just can't undo. You can actually do more damage. Um, so I try and ref, like try and encourage people not to do the all or nothing mentality of like, okay, well, I really messed up. So I'll just like get it all out of my system today and then I'll restart tomorrow. Or the thought of like, well, if I eat it all, it'll be out of the house and then I won't eat it again. Um, like those strategies or those thoughts are not, um, they're not, they're not necessarily helpful. Um, and so I always say like, you know, like you said before, like be compassionate with yourself. Like you, you're going to like mess up sometimes. We're not perfect individuals. We're not going to live perfect lives. Um, but if you come across an instance where you're like, oh, that was maybe like, not the best decision you know like right in that moment you can shift and and make a change and move move forward in a positive direction your whole day is not wasted the whole day is not like nixed from your uh like from like your your week um really just concentrating on like where you are in the moment I think is would would just be like a really good uh first step and yeah don't worry about like undoing what you did. Just start fresh. Yes. And know that this is going to be a challenging time. And we just, you know, there's going to be things that come up and relapses that do happen. But uh-huh. if you can kind of think about some things to consider doing, like meal planning, keeping a food journal, um, talking to a support person, whether that be your online coach or you reconnect with your therapist or dietitian. Those are all really good strategies. Um, and then just practicing, you know, a lot of the positive vibes challenge, like self-care strategies. I think that the more you can be proactive, um, you know, it's not ever going to be perfect, like you said, but we're going right. to be able to be in a little bit better space. And, you know, maybe you, you didn't make it the whole week without, you know, binging or emotionally eating but maybe it got better this week and be sure to celebrate that and um reflect on that absolutely anything to add before we close out no I think this was very pertinent to our situation and hopefully it brought value to the listeners um yeah I think it was great information awesome yeah if you have any kind of ideas on future podcasts we would love to hear them we're always open for suggestions so find us on instagram at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini and feel free to shoot us a dm if you appreciated this episode we would like it if you could share it with a friend maybe post or tag us on your story on instagram or just like leaving us a review we are an unfunded podcast so we sure do appreciate any kind of um feedback that you can give us um, as to whether or not you found value in this. Hopefully you did. If you would like to apply for the team, you can find us on glamgirlbikini.com and you can hit the get started button and that's where you can apply for the team. And we are always looking for hardworking unicorns. So um, find us there. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.